You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Woo-hoo! Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. We got a great movie for you this week. We are going to the theaters to watch a movie that was supposed to be out a year and a half ago. That's right, folks. We are going to be finally looking at Ghostbusters Afterlife. Should be a ton of fun to talk all about it. We got our movie crew here and a man who definitely is going to have a very interesting afterlife because he's already haunting me every day. Anyway, let's welcome my co-host for this week, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. Yes, once again, there's something strange in their neighborhood. Yeah, but who are we going to call? Oh, wait, they don't want to take calls about that anymore. Obviously, from this, what happened. Yeah, we haven't, had a, we haven't had a call in line since we used Skype. Well, thank God. You know, <laughs> we used to get so many credit cards. You've been pre-approved for a credit card. <laughs> yeah, it's like they said that's the true haunting. Can we yeah. can we get, uh, you know, um, cold calling busters out? Oh, exactly. I actually love that about the new version of at least on the Mac iOS for the uh, iPhones that you could block calls that are not in your address book and Mm -hmm. it goes right to voicemail. It saves me so much picking up the phone daily. It's pretty awesome. I don't know about you, but, you know, I get calls like, Mr. Faber, you know, we want to see if your property is for sale or Mr. Faber. You know, this is so-and-so from so-and-so recruiting company. You know, are you, we have your resume on file. It's like, really, it must be a very old resume. If that's the case, you know, things like that. Or, you know, people, you know, your car warranty is coming up. It's like, oh, (laughs) that's been over for a while. (laughs) So, so yeah, we get all that kind of crap. And so I, I love that we're able to block all that now. It's pretty cool. But if you want to try calling me, no, just kidding, just kidding. I I would not do that to you. But definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. Definitely would love to hear what you guys thought about this movie. And did you like it? Did you not? And it's interesting because this is a pretty drastic difference between the movie reviewers and the fans going to see the movies is um, truly different scores, especially like on Rotten Tomatoes or something. So I think we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get into the movie topic. But we have a lot to get to tonight, but we want to definitely tell you, thank you for listening. And, you know, if you get a chance, please leave feedback for us. We would definitely love to hear from you. And that's how also other people find us. If you can give us five stars, we would so appreciate it. Hope you guys in the United States are getting ready for Thanksgiving. And, you know, this is going to go live right around that time. So you might be stuffed on turkey and falling asleep to our podcast as we talk. So hopefully you enjoyed it. your time with your families and time with your loved ones or just time with your friends. Hopefully, you know, you got to spend some time with it. And, you know, we also want to give a big shout out also for the holidays. You know what? To Fozy Optical. 
who else are we going to talk about? Our friends at Tifosi Optical, they have amazing Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday deals going on on sunglasses and safety goggles and, you know, exercise glasses and blue light blocking glasses. It's pretty darn amazing what they have. And all you have to do is go to tifosioptics.com and you can put the coupon code EarthStation1 into the coupon code and you get 10% off your whole order. Not just one pair of glasses like a lot of places do, but your whole order. You can check it out, tifosioptics.com. All right. Usually at this point, we have somebody in the geek seat, but change of plans tonight. We're going to do a rant and raves. And Mike and I haven't done one of those a little in a little bit, so we're a little rusty at it. So, Mr. Mike, what have you been watching on TV? <laughs> when all else fails, it's like, well, we could talk about the weather or what we're watching on TV. TV, it's always great. <laughs> yeah, especially since uh, now, I guess for the weekend coming up, a lot of people are going to be binging. You know, have a, have a four day weekend, weekend, right? Yep. So, uh, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of marathons out there. Um, so, um, what have we been watching that I recommend? Um, and what have I been watching that's new? Let's see. I've been, of course, watching, um, you know, the CW stuff. Uh, the, the, the flash is just started there. Uh, five part crossover Armageddon. Uh, so that's been pretty fun. Are they, are they doing that week by week or are they yes. doing? Okay. I it's didn't week know if they were and It's only on the flash. Okay. So they're not doing it on. Batwoman or they're right. not doing it on Legends of Tomorrow and stuff like nope. that. It's only on the Flash on so every Tuesday, I believe, every Tuesday, uh, whenever Flash airs in your local time. Um I mean most of us uh watching on our DVRs are recorded anyway, right? So I don't think um, anybody watches real time <laughs> anymore. Uh so um but I, I you know the first episode was great. I uh I thought it was uh, really strong it was, you know, I geeked out seeing, you know, Adam and Flash uh, battling against uh, Despero. Um, and uh, I just, oh, wow. You know, so I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Um, but uh, and I guess we're going to get more CW heroes and appearances and that kind of stuff in the next few episodes. So uh, so I recommend that. Um, also, I've been watching, of course, uh um legends of tomorrow which started its uh whatever season uh it's been on for a while now uh, a lot longer than anybody thought it was going to be on for it sure. <laughs> a lot of people didn't think it was going to make it past its first season truthfully yeah i know and it's so strange now but it's so you know it's one of those shows that it took a little while to find itself but once it once it determined that it was goofy and you know silly and had its tone and everything like that and got a now it just embraces it and it just is what it is. And it's a fun ride. It's been fun this season so far as well. Uh, I recommend that as well. Um, so those are the two. I haven't watched uh, Batwoman started as well. I haven't um, started watching that and I'm getting really behind on that actually because I can't believe six episodes have aired already. My goodness, the year so it goes by so fast. Blink and it's gone. And speaking Blink. of blinking, <laughs> we've been uh, watching Doctor Who, of course. Of course we have, yes. And so you could, of course, hear what we think about that over on Earth Station Who. And this actually week, we will be talking all about the Weeping Angels episode, the Village of the Angels. Village of the Angels. So it should be a ton of fun. And so we've, we've been trying to tie it up and, you know, bring in different folks to talk about it with us. And Doctor Who, I will say this, it's been a lot more entertaining than it's been the last couple of years. And... 
you know, I'm thinking, you know, Chibnall's putting everything into it. But he also, I know this last one, the angel story, he had a lot of help with that. So with the writing. So I definitely am going to be very curious to hear what everyone else thinks about it. And you'll be able to hear it on Friday when Earth Station Hoot comes out. So definitely mm-hmm. check it out. Then it's a good way to go shopping and uh, listening to Earth Station Who. Definitely, absolutely, most definitely. While you're, while you're waiting in line at uh, for the, I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Do people actually line up in front of stores anymore, or is that not happening? I don't think it happens as much as it used to. But you know, I'm sure you'll see somewhere in the Midwest or something people trampled at Walmart or something because they want to get their 49 cent TV or something like that. So. Who knows what's going on with that? Uh, we've been watching this amazing show on CBS and we've been streaming it through the Paramount app. Um, was it's called Ghosts and it's a remake of a British show of the same name and it has been fun as heck. If you get a chance to watch both, cause you could actually watch the original series, which is, you know, only three seasons in. And they, the seasons are only like six episodes each and they're on, it's on HBO max right now. So you could definitely check out, you know, the series. It's somewhat, some of the same type of characters, but they split off at certain points and it's neat to see the characterizations done a little bit different. So definitely check it out. It's ghost is definitely in both versions fun to watch. Uh, we've, of course, been also watching, uh, you know, what we do in the shadows finished up its third season. So looking forward to what they're going to be doing for the next season. Cause I can't come, you know, quick enough. What's really amazing is there's so much stuff on. Sorry, Mike. Uh, there's so much. I'm just thinking why. Because before, you know, it, when we used to rant and rave about what we were watching, we were all watching the same thing. So we oh, would yeah. just all talk about like the shows, this show and that show, because we were all watching it. Now, uh, you know, you're watching a lot of different shows and I'm watching a lot of different shows and they're, they're, they're all like, yeah, it's, that's just it. They're all different. I mean, we might like, you know, meet up on, on a couple of shows, but it's always, it's too, you know, who knows when you're going to be watching that stuff or I'm going to be watching that stuff because there's no like immediacy to it anymore. Well, for us, you know, we cut cable about probably a little over a year now. And so we've been streaming everything. And it's just, it's been real interesting to see, you know, what we can watch and, you know, what we could get caught up on. And, you know, we don't do even Yahoo TV or we don't do um, some of the other streaming stuff where you can watch TV as it comes on and everything we have, you know, we have probably, you know, and, you know, I want to say like probably about six or seven services that we pay for. But when I say pay for, that also means trading with other family members and friends. Sure. Sure. No, it was the same thing. And yet there's still like, look, there's still a premiere, right? Like things premiere on HBO max, things premiere on, on Netflix, things premiere on Amazon, whatever, all the streaming services, there's stuff that premieres. But, and, and some people like, you know, I watch stuff immediately when it comes out, but, um, but it's, it's an exception rather than the norm. I think, I think a lot of people, at least, you know, uh, like I think if we could run down, you know, 
all the 20 whatever shows, how many ever shows you're watching and however many shows I've watched in the last month or so. And I bet they're like the lists are probably don't meet up only on maybe a couple of occasions. Well, exactly. And that's what makes it more fascinating because I'm hearing from you different shows to watch. I'm hearing from other friends of mine or family members. Oh, are you watching this or watching that? We actually started uh, last night watching this one series on Apple Plus um, called Schmigadoon, which is a musical comedy. And it's cute, but, you know, it's not something I would normally watch. But, you know, it would it was interesting. And so it, I would definitely recommend that. And also on Apple, of course, we watch Ted Lasso, which is just amazing. Yeah, I still haven't, I still haven't gotten that on that train yet. And, uh, and I, and I'm encouraged by the, uh, the, the earlier when you said that you, uh, recommend both versions, uh, of ghosts, cause that's one that hit my radar, especially the American version, because I really was impressed by Rose McIver and I zombie. The, I, I was wondering like, how long it would take for you to get on, <laughs> on board with that. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, there's just so much out there. Right. I mean, uh, I, cause I know that one of the shows that I've been watching, uh, that I just finished watching cause they just had their finale too was Doom Patrol. Their third season, right? Yes. And, oh, unbelievable. Especially Michelle Gomez. I cannot wait till you're caught up. I know you're still, uh, plotting around the, uh, second, first no, season. I've been done all two seasons. I'm waiting for Judy to get caught up. I know, up. no, but you, I meant you in collectively. Um, so you guys watching it. Um, so, so when you get caught up and you start watching the third season, cause I know there's stuff in there. You're going to be like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm planning <laughs> on that. Um, Judy actually as of tonight is caught up. So we'll be starting season three, probably when we get back from our Thanksgiving trip mm. and it's, it's easy to watch and easy to get through. And especially cause like all the different series we're getting caught up on and everything. One current series though, that Judy and I actually picked up, um, because it is streaming also on Paramount is that we're watching, uh, CSI Las Vegas. We're going back to the original. Wow. And everything. Okay. And I know it's, it's funny cause there's two zillion CSI shows, but there was something about the original that I just, always loved there was you know something about the series about the show and it was it was great we really loved csi and we just had a blast with it now did you watch it um continue on when uh what's his name peterson left or did you like when Ted, when did you, you know, when, when Ted came on? Did you, oh, I uh, saw, I saw when Ted Danson was on it. And I also saw it when Morpheus was on it too. <laughs> and everything. So, but then it was more of not, you know, that wasn't like, it was starting to get a little tedious at that point. And so I gave it um, a more of a rewatch when I started, when Ted Danson came on, because it also had Elizabeth Shue on also as a regular and i've always had a crush on her since probably karate kid <laughs> wow okay so yeah and so you know i'll tell you off the air my story with her so because <laughs> i've actually met her twice so it was pretty cool. oh wow mm -hmm. so including going to a baseball game with her 
Wow. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> okay. And if well, you want to uh, he- hear about it, you have to subscribe to our Patreon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly have not uh, gone to any ball games with any of the people who have been on CSI. And that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's a that lot is. of people the only episode of csi that i've ever seen in my entire life was the one directed by quentin tarantino oh really yeah that was the only one that i've ever watched so i i, I have a very li- i know i know it's a procedural and i know i've heard good things about it but i just never got that's it. interesting because i i didn't know he did a csi i know he did er yep he did an er and he did a csi frank gorshwin is in the uh CSI one. Uh, oh wow! I remember it. Be- yeah, and it's uh, pretty good, I think. So, so um, uh, I would recommend checking that out if you can. If go, but you've probably already seen it. You just didn't know, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what goes on and where we're going to go with the series. And you no, know, Star Trek Discovery coming back and season four is here. So. I've got to start um, watching that. The first two episodes I thought dropped. So I'm going to be very curious to start watching that again. I think I saw something. I think our friends on earth station Trek pointed out that uh, this is the first time there's been two star Trek series that had new episodes in the same week for 22 years. Oh yeah, that's true because. <laughs> Cause the last time there was like two star Trek series going on at the same time was back when I think, Space Nine and and uh, Voyager. Voyager was one, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this, it's very interesting because they have the animated Star Trek one right now. Right, I think Lower Decks. Oh no, Prodigy. Prodigy. Because yeah, yeah, Prodigy is only um, actually five episodes in. I guess I, I. You know what? Unfortunately, I've tapped out on Trek, and maybe someday I'll tra- tap back in, but. I have, uh, I am, uh, not visiting the Trek land, um, uh, anytime soon. So, um, but there's so much other stuff out there. Um, uh, I still haven't watched this season of Titans, this new season of Titans. I, I need to get caught up on Titans Young awesome. Justice. So just, you know, just the DC stuff out there. God, I've been uh, watching, I've time. been watching more than you have. Wow. I have a hard time, uh, catching up with, uh, you know, that. And, uh, I'm almost caught up with, uh, Riverdale. Um, Never they've got watched a new, it. they've got a new, uh, storyline where they're bringing Sabrina from the Netflix series into a, uh, a storyline. So I'm really curious as to, to hear how that's going and what happens there. Um, maybe a spoiler. I don't know because I haven't actually watched it, but I heard Archie Andrews dies. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, oh, but uh, so tapping a little bit into the uh, Archie horror stuff, which is kind of fun. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to get. That's why I want to get caught up on that. So I'll probably use my time uh, during Thanksgiving uh, to binge and fin- and catch up with Riverdale, um, so that I can be current on that as well as maybe Batgirl a uh, Batwoman as well. Cause uh, I know they're starting to introduce some, some bat villains to the, uh, to their version of Gotham. So I'm curious to see that too. Oh, interesting. Very, very interesting. It would be very cool to see what happens. And everything. Yeah. I mean, there's just, that's the thing. It's just so much. I mean, it's like, you know, I can't keep up with it. There's stuff on Netflix. I still haven't 
man, it's just like, uh, you know, I don't know how anybody could watch it all. Right. Yeah. That's understandable. You know, it's so hard to keep up and it's just like, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch that. But it's just almost impossible a lot of times. But I, I do put it to our listeners out there. I mean, uh, granted, I like I said, I've got a lot on my plate. There's a lot of things that I've. But if anybody out there has something that is not like not like Ted Lasso, don't be like the 104th person that's recommended that to me. But uh, <laughs> but if you've got something that maybe a lot of people aren't talking about, like I love to know what what you guys recommend as far as shows that maybe might be under the radar because there's so many options out there. Like maybe what's a show that's not getting a lot of attention or a lot of love that you are really into that you might recommend because uh, those are always fun to discover, um, especially like if they're on a service like maybe BritBox or some other place that, uh, you know, that, 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 that just doesn't get a lot of love. So I'm really curious about I'd love to hear from our, our listeners on that. Most, most definitely. You know, write us feedback at earthstation1.com. We definitely would love to hear from you. Let's take a quick break, and we will be ready to talk all about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right to it. We're done. Everybody, Michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment, and we need to start off with some fond farewells to Graham Edge, uh, passed away November 11th at age 80, former drummer for the Moody Blues. Astro from UB40 left us November 6th, he was 64, and Mick Rock last Thursday at age 72, the man who shot the 70s, David Bowie's personal photographer, took some iconic album cover photos for him, including pinups, directed some of his videos, including John, I'm Only Dancing. I had the good luck to see an exhibit of his Bowie work a few years ago at Mopop in Seattle, and it was amazing. Some of his other covers, uh, Joan Jett in the pink jacket for I Love Rock and Roll, and Joan Jett where she's jumping in the air with her guitar, that is now a Funko Pop figure. Uh, he did covers for Blondie, Lady Gaga, Alicia Keys, Motley Crue, uh, Search and Destroy for Iggy Pop, Transformer for Lou Reed, and an image that I know everybody knows, the cover of Queen 2, ba- the band in the diamond formation on the black background. Definitely his work will live forever. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies are now available to stream on HBO Max. Check it out. Allow yourself some time. It is three hours. And I'm going to be dusting off the blog, iconicrocktalkshow.wordpress.com, and give a few random thoughts of the show. I think the highlight was definitely the Go-Go's induction. It was just such a joyful moment. Everybody had a smile on their face. Um, You couldn't help but be happy for them. And the headliners of the ceremony, the Foo Fighters, are releasing a comedy horror film uh, called Studio 666, described as A Hard Day's Night of the Living Dead. Dave and the Foo Fighters check into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their 10th album. Trouble is, Dave Grohl is, has creative writer's block, and when evil forces in the house sink into his consciousness, the creative juices begin to flow. But so does the blood. We'll have to check that out. That's out uh, next February 25th. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment. I'll catch you next time. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I would say that E3 maybe isn't the event that it once was, but everybody still plans their event around the E3 schedule. Steven Spielberg could throw out a gum commercial and we'd all watch it because it's Steven Spielberg. Dragon Age 4 is carrying, I think, the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week. And right here on the ESO Network. You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor. But with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home can be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish she'd get into some trouble. There's still time. Anyway. We're completely broke, and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with the station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh my god. You guys hear that? Something's coming. The whole city took the walking dead. We're closed. Welcome back. Now it's time to go to our friendly neighborhood Ghostbusters outing. And it's time to look at Afterlife. Take it away, Mikey. Yes, this is the sequel that has been, oh my God, like decades in the making. So uh, it's amazing to think that it's finally here, especially when it's supposed to be released last year. And uh, so we had to wait even longer. But finally, Ghostbusters Afterlife is here. And so are the rest of our movie crew. The SO movie crew starting, of course, with Ashley. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't dream of doing this without you, nor Alex. Hi there. So uh, let's get right into it, Alex. Uh, how is uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife doing in the box office? That was such that the box office is what it is. Well, it did open up to over 4,000 screens. So um, we're not talking about an issue uh, of it. Is that one of know, the widest that we've seen? That, that's, that is a wide release. That's, that's comparable 
with your black widows, your dunes, that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a, it's a very, uh, large amount. When you consider the fact that the original Ghostbusters movie opened up on a thousand screens. Yeah. It's a big number. Very different um, picture though. Yeah, <laughs> very, very different, very different yeah. environment then. Yeah. Still, um, it uh, it opened up better than what everybody was estimating. Ah. Um, it, they were they were predicting a thirty million dollar opening weekend. Uh, it did actually get forty four million dollars, mm. which is very nice. And if you want to look at it from a comparable standpoint, um, the two thousand sixteen Ghostbusters uh, with the all female cast that has been heavily derided by the Ghostbusters community <sighs> made more money. <laughs> well. To be fair, well, obviously, COVID puts a, you know, kibosh on that, uh, you know, as far as comparing that. But also the fact that at that point, no, we that was the first thing of Ghostbusters we'd had officially in decades. Yeah. So this is sort of coming, like, sort of after that, which, you know, for better or for worse, right? Um, Still made $2 million more. Wow. So yeah. not that much more. Not that much more, but, but still. So, um, all right. So... That's the box office numbers. Uh, let's see how we feel about the movie itself. Ashley, what were your expectations going in? Now, first of all, I, I take it you've seen Ghostbusters 1 and 2. I, ha- I have to ask, because I, I, I would imagine you weren't able to see them in the theater. Probably watched it in history class or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in summer school, <laughs> you just put on Ghostbusters to entertain the kids, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yes, I have seen Ghostbusters. I was strongly encouraged not to see Ghostbusters too. So, really, I do not have experience with that one. But wow, okay. I, I actually watched the original Ghostbusters as part of, I think, my very first Better Late Than Never blog series. Because, again, it was a classic film that <laughs> wow. I'd sure, maybe never seen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Call it classic. But, vintage. But there we go. But, yeah, I watched it for the first time in, I think it was 2014. And it amazed me how well, like, it held, it holds up very well for somebody watching it for the first time more recently and it was just so fun to see the cast and their chemistry and of course how many pop culture references have come from this movie so i really enjoyed it i also i did not mind the all-female cast of ghostbusters it's a totally different movie experience and it was unfortunate to see some of the conversations surrounding that movie where I feel like a lot of times people weren't talking about the movie itself, but we're talking about reacting to the all-female reboot, which is a shame. So this is a very different type of sequel. So I was curious to see what they would do with it. It kind of strikes me as it is to the original Ghostbusters movie, kind of what The Force Awakens is to the original trilogy. You have these younger cast of characters in a modern film that are carrying on the legacy of this classic film franchise and interacting with some of the older characters. So I really liked that aspect of it. And I had a really good time in the theater. I enjoyed it. It was one of those movies that just made me smile. It was fun. It's a movie that I'll look forward to watching with uh, my daughter when she's a little bit older. I think it's a fun one going to be to watch as a family, like to watch the original Ghostbusters and then watch this new one. There were a few moments where I thought they maybe leaned into the nostalgia just a little too much, maybe took away from some of the new characters, but overall really enjoyed it. And I'm sure we'll get into more of the nitty gritty going forward in the review. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an interesting comparison with Force Awakens. That's for sure. Um, Now, 
um, I don't know how Mike and Alex feel about this, but I don't hate Ghostbusters too. I know that there's a lot of like people that are like, I, so I, I think um, certainly I don't think it's as good. Yeah. There's no question. It's not as good as the first one, but if you like the characters, I think there's some moments in Ghostbusters too, that I don't think you should throw it out completely, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Alex, do you feel the same way about two or. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Ghostbusters hate a Ghostbusters two hater as it were. Um, it is definitely not the stronger of the two. Sure. And if I'm, you know, Ghostbusters two is not a movie I'm going to actively search out. Um, but interestingly enough, now that I think about it, I've had multiple opportunities to get Ghostbusters on either Blu-ray or on digital and I haven't done it yet. So like, I don't even have it in my collection right now. Um, and as much as I've loved that movie for years, I can't honestly remember the last time I sat down and watched it. So think, and the same goes for, uh, for Ghostbusters too. So I think, uh, I think Ghostbusters for me, kind of like what you're saying, I think Ghostbusters to me was one of those movies that I loved it when it came out, enjoyed it tremendously, watched it over and over again, quoted it, played the soundtrack, et cetera, et cetera. And then over the years, I've just kind of like said, okay, well, I've, I've never like owned it on, on DVD. I've never sought it out like you, uh, like you said. Um, and I think it's just because it's kind of like how I felt a lot of times about Beatles songs. I love Beatles songs, but I never have to own any of them because they're always on. Yeah. Like, you know, they're always on, like you turn on the radio or go in the grocery store or whatever, you're going to hear a Beatles song. So it's not like, you know, you have to seek it out. And I thought the same way about Ghostbusters, I think. So I, I felt really kind of underwhelmed uh, by the time that this movie came out, like kind of like, okay, not like super excited. Right. Um, but I know a lot of people were probably because of uh, the 2006 one as well. Um, what were your feelings going in overall, though, Alex, on this one? You know, I you know I saw the I saw the previews for it. I'll admit it when they pulled out that teaser trailer with the kid walking towards the walking towards the car, and he pulls it back, and you see the back of the Ecto one. Um, you can't help but get hyped. It's, I mean, that moment, especially for people who you know of an older age, um, are going to absolutely go, oh, you know, it's that it's that instant nostalgia. Um, there's something. For for Gen Xers, where the eighties is like insta insta callback to good memories for some reason, uh, which is weird because we were all a hundred percent against you know everything that was going on in the eighties, <laughs> but the movies were were all amazing. I mean, I still get giddy at the concept of of Police Academy, <laughs> um, and and those movies are awful. Uh, but with Ghostbusters, I was kind of, you know, I saw the trailer. I was, I was into it and I was like, let's see how they're doing this story. Um, and, uh, I, I will admit I went to a 1240 show on Friday. Um, and I was one of the youngest in the theater, hmm. which was really interesting. Um, you know, at the, at the ripe young age of 49, um, I was, I was not the oldest in there by a long shot. So, wow. That is something I, I, there wasn't, I saw it this afternoon. There was not a lot of people there, but there was a family and that's, I think good. Cause I think, you know, nostalgia aside, I think this is a kid's, this is a kid's movie. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it caters to kids. It feels like, it feels like a, you know, uh, an after school special with a bunch of uh, like money thrown into it and a bunch of nostalgia, of course. Um, yeah. so, uh, Mike, what did you think going in? What were your expectations for this one? Well, I'm going to be one of the people that say it. I didn't hate the 2016 Ghostbusters. I didn't love it by any means, but I didn't love it and and didn't hate, you know, a lot of it. But, you know, for me, Ghostbusters is always a very special meaning. I've probably seen the first one probably over a hundred times because it was one of the movies playing at the movie theater when I was in high school. And so, you know, hearing, you know, getting to walk into all the different scenes and, you know, knowing and hearing, you know, everything. And it was just awesome. And then with the second one for me, you know, it was fun. Was it great? No. But, you know, I was lucky to, I didn't have to pay to go see that one because I won tickets on a radio station to, you know, to win. That's when people used to call into radio, radio shows and stuff like that. You're a caller number 55, you know. I'm sorry, they used to call into what? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting. It text? Exactly. So when they announced this, I got excited for the trailers, but then we waited and waited and waited for, you know, because it kept on getting pushed back because of COVID. And finally, we got to go see it. We went to go see it on Friday night. There was only, including, I went with our friend Rebecca Perry and Judy. And there, on top of the three of us, there were only two other people in the theater. And this is Friday night at 7.30. So it was... managed to do well box office-wise, though. Oh, yeah. Very much so. So it was just real interesting to see. And I was, you know, initial thoughts on it were it was enjoyable. It felt like, you know, oh, this is the new version of Goonies or... You know, something, you know, in that kind of category. And the first half of the movie was, you know, a coming of age movie and everything. The last half of the movie, you know, I was like on the edge of my seat, loving every second of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it was yeah. interesting. Um, well, like, you know, like I handed out before, I was, you know, we've been hearing, even though you know, this only got officially made uh, greenlit like a few years ago. We've been hearing talks of Ghostbusters three from everybody, especially Dan Aykroyd for like ever since two came out. Um, so for years and years and years, there wasn't a year that went by. I don't think where there was some mention that Ghostbusters three was being worked on or, you know, script or was out there or whatever. Um, and I think the biggest thing that was unfortunate about the 2016 movie was that they did a reboot rather than like a continuation. I think if it was a continuation, I don't think it would have gotten near the heat that it did, despite the, you know, the jerks were going to do what they were going to do. But I think for a lot of people, because Ghostbusters seems to me be to be one of those movie franchises that people, there's people out there that just love this thing. It's like they're, it's part of their, I think you mentioned it, uh, Alex, it's part of their DNA. They grew up with it. They they just love it. They watch the, the the cartoon. They dress like it. You know, there's something about it at a convention when you see the Ecto one, or you see a replica, or you see people in wearing proton packs and stuff like that. There's just something that people just 
I mean, it just brings happiness um, and, and love to people. It's, it is amazing thing. So I think, I think a lot of people felt betrayed uh, when it was going to be recast and redone and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that that movie had an uphill battle no matter what. Um, and so now we get the movie that, that the Ghostbusters fans and everybody has been waiting for, um, for a long time. And, uh, I, to be honest with you though, I was not super excited about it. I don't know what it is, but I just, if I didn't have to see it for this podcast, I wouldn't have gone to the movies this weekend. Um, I probably would have waited till it was streaming or something. Um, so I'm, now that said, after watching it, I'm glad I went. It was an enjoyable experience. It's a fun film. I can't wait to get into more details about it. Um, but, um, like I was just kind of like, okay, well, I have to do this. So let's go and do it. And I just did it this afternoon. That's how long I waited. I waited until the day of recording to go see it. Um, and, uh, and that's unfortunate because it is a, I think it is a solid movie. It's a fun movie. And, uh, like I said, I can't wait to talk more about the stuff that works. Um, Ashley, what's something about this movie that you took, that you took away from that you like a lot? I really liked the whole premise and the setup. You have the idea of this family going to a small town and kind of cleaning up the grandfather's house, like the whole idea of this rundown haunted house and the mystery of what he was doing out there in the middle of nowhere. And it has just that real fun. It would have been cool, I think, to see this as a summer movie, which I think it was originally scheduled to be that. But then, of course, because of the COVID postponement, I think it would have been fun to have that in a summertime because I think it's a great like summertime, like summer vacation movie, kids going around and getting into hijinks and trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I thought they did a good job blending the new characters with the idea of the legacy and bringing back some of the special features from the original without making it seem like they're just copying the same story. Right. And I, I thought the characters were a lot of fun. I loved Phoebe. I thought she was great. It was fun seeing a young girl that was interested in science and then watching her connect with her grandfather and get to bond with him, even though she didn't really know him. I think that it could have been creepy, but it wasn't like I thought, I think they handled the ghost thing well. And again, like they kept it as a kid's family movie. So I think that worked. And I thought the supporting characters are fun. I got a kick out of the kid who was a podcaster because obviously we all love podcasting. So I'm kind of jealous. I think he has some nicer equipment than I do though. So I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. It's like, what this kid's parents have really set him up. So, (laughs) and then, I mean, of course, Paul Rudd is a national treasure, like anything that he is in, he's, he's there to have fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you talking about the sexiest man alive? Yes, I am. Okay, Paul I just Red, want to make sure so. we're on the same page. I mean, it was, it, I, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but it was distracting at times. I mean, he's so sexy, right? Like, it, I mean, it, it's hard to concentrate on anything else that's going on the screen. To be like, fair, since once again, people forgot about me um, and left me off the list again. I'm well, not yeah. going to, I'm, I'm trying to be remain as professional as I can about Mr. Rudd. Thank you. Let's just say that if uh, Paul Rudd was my summer school teacher, I would be there like <laughs> early every single day on time, get my homework turned in. So well, that's just I don't you think wanna... you'd want to watch Cujo. I was going to say that. Just yeah, no, I'll just be Cujo. watching Paul Rudd like 
I don't need to be watching this Cujo nonsense. So <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> interesting. All right. Uh, Alex, what about you? What's uh, something that uh, you took away from that works for you in this movie? I, I got to admit, I, I, I think the, 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 there are moments when you have somebody who, who just like steals the film and um, podcast definitely does that. Uh, just a wonderful character. And uh, we see a whole lot of ourselves in that character, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending. He has more um, listeners than we do. So he, he does <laughs> um, certainly more than seventh row center did. Um, but I, I, I gotta say as, as much as I rip on it, as much as I will be ripping on it, the amount of Easter eggs and fan service that was put into this film. Um, from the practical effects to minor, minor things. She pulls out a Nestle Crunch bar mm-hmm. from Egon's suit. Mm-hmm. That's the bar he earned in the first movie. Of course. At the beginning. Um, at the beginning, yeah. yeah you've, you know, you've earned this. Um, and there it was. And it was so cool. And I love that she explains uh, the, 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 the granddaughter explains that, you know, on the outside, she's going to be calm, cool and collected, but on the inside, she's freaking out. Mm -hmm. So like when chess pieces are moving in front of her, um, it's definitely going to throw her off. And did anybody notice the well-stacked books in the back? Loved that. Oh, there were so many nods to the first Mm -hmm. movie. Oh, and this, we could it was spend just too many times. Oh, like, we could spend like, like three episodes. We would break our necks counting the nods uh, <laughs> to this movie. I mean, there's just so many. Um, it would give us more yeah, time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also appreciated uh, that as well. Uh, what did she say? She has a line, and forgive me, but I, I don't know the exact line, but she says something about um how uh overstimulation makes her serene or calm or something like that um mm-hmm. and i thought um look i'm just gonna go out and say it mckenna grace i think makes this movie um oh, she's amazing. Uh, she, if, if, if she doesn't work like this movie fails um i mean podcast is great um i think you're right she needs a sort of a sidekick and podcast is a great sidekick to her um, and the rest of not to say that everybody else puts in a bad performance because that's not true at all. But, but man, this movie is on her shoulders and she just runs away with it. And I, I was like, have I seen her in something before? So I looked her up. Goodness gracious. This girl is 15 years old. She's already got 60 credits to her IMDb page. Sixty six zero. I'm like, goodness gracious me. Did she start when she was in the womb? Um, like, like I just, uh, uh, it's so incredible. Um, but so she's seasoned, you know, like she might only be 15 years old, but I think, I think we could say that she's a seasoned actress at this point and, uh, and so good. Um, he was, but, uh, he was channeling Egon through this whole movie. It was just uh, amazing. You know, yeah. she, she, you know, the, the temperament, the character, she was just doing so well. And for someone that young was just awesome. This movie is not so much a sequel to Ghostbusters as it is a love letter to Harold Ramis. Oh, in so many yeah. ways. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's tied. 
it's 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 a sort of a for the fans of Ghostbusters franchise, and it's also in tribute to Harold Ramis and particularly the character of Egon. Like this movie is um, as soon as like within the first three minutes, I realized who we were watching. Um, and can I just say I think they did a great job in in sort of handling that. Like he's not here, so they have to play trickery on him right as far as um uh as far as the shadows and the cg stuff at the end and using whatever they used but i think all of it works especially since he doesn't speak at all yeah um, it, I which think made it, it would, even better that they it would have been a little bit more forced if he had spoken i think mike right no, agree completely with that and the cgi f- that they used on him at the end i I'll admit it. I was crying. I was like yeah. in tears and I was hearing sniffling from the two people who I was with and the people who were behind us. There was just like, it was just so well done. And I was not expecting that. I thought, right. you know, they would just keep him like a phantom or something like that. I remember, and it could be a Mandela effect, but I swear I remember hearing about the script or, or a Ghostbuster script, the Ghostbusters three script, in which the there was mention that Bill Murray would be in it, but his character would be dead. Right, and I, I think that was that. the first time I had heard about a ghost member of the Ghostbusters. I kind of remember that, right? Yeah, and that was so, like an early version, probably. Like- yeah, yeah. So, like when I saw, you know, that that moment uh, towards the end of the film in which uh, uh, the the Ghostbusters are back and they're on his farm. Um, just ready to to make things happen, and then Harold Ramis's character uh, uh, Egon appears. Um, and that like ran back into my mind about this idea that originally that was supposed to be uh, uh, uh Bill Murray, mm. um, and that they just took the fact that yeah Ramis was gone, um, and, and it, and by the way, uh, Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday, Harold Ramis's birthday. Oh wow! I had no idea. Yeah, wow. Yeah. They picked a very appropriate weekend to release this film. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And but like you said, Mike, it's it, it, I, I cried as well. I mean, you can't help it. I mean, like I mean, when you see all four of them with the proton packs, and you see all like, and especially the re- bless them, the reaction of them to his characters, Ghost or whatever, they all sell it so well. They're so good. Um, their response is our response. And it just, you know, this movie made me laugh. It made me cry. And it made me jump three, three jump scares. Oh, very much so. It was, it was awesome. It was really, really well done. And also I'm going to, you know, I don't know what you guys think, but I think Ernie Hudson's, you know, Winston, it, uh, it like gave him more of a character, you know, and especially if you stayed all the way to the end for the the second uh, end credit scene, it, you know, he was, he's been, you know, the one who took, you know, took care of the Ghostbusters after they broke up and everything. And that was kind of a neat little nod to him. And cause he was always the newbie Ghostbuster. He was the one who always, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't the original three. And I thought it was, I thought that was really awesome. You're being kind. He was also like 
quite frankly, he was also the token, right? Ghostbuster. Oh, I wasn't going to go there because that was originally supposed to be Eddie Murphy's character in yep. the original version. So it was just, it was interesting to see it. And I, I was grinning ear to ear when I saw all four of them standing together with the proton packs and, you know, and everything and taking on, you know, then Phoebe and, you know, it was just awesome. It was just that ending was great. You know, I, I can't say anything bad about the ending to this thing. And, um, it was just, it was fun. There was parts of it where I was like, Oh, we know what's coming out now. Here comes, you know, Zool and, you know, the whole thing and good old Ray, you know, <laughs> we've been through, we've been through Gozer and Zool before. Yeah, exactly. Great, right. Are you a God? And everyone's looking at Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're all gods. We're all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, there is so many, uh, references and, and callbacks. Uh, you're right. It's amazing. Uh, and, and a lot of them are welcome. Um, I don't know. I think as, as you pointed out, I think some of them, uh, well, some of them either are too obscure so that only people are going to get it, get it. But, um, uh, also it's like, it's, there's a times where I was like, really, you, you know, do we really need to do this again? Like, this again and again and again like like if muncher had turned out to be slimer i would have been like oh come on now there are going to be people out there that are not that are not happy with slimer not being in this because in some people's minds slimer is just as much part of ghostbusters as anybody else also a lot of people also grew up with the cartoon slimer i was gonna say people who love the cartoon and love that show they're probably like where's slimer Oh, of course, because, you know, Slimer in the cartoons became, was their mascot. And also, yeah. So, yeah. And, whereas uh, Muncher was just an appearance from Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> Muncher was voiced by Josh Gad. Yeah, I know. So, ah, yeah. That's What voice he had. I am. Um, but, I mean, on the one hand, I was really happy they did that, at least because that was a little different. But I know that a lot of people out there, I swear I thought one of the post-credit scenes was going to be Slimer. I'm shocked that it wasn't. Oh, uh, technically, it could have been Slimer in the containment unit. <laughs> and, and, uh, and dare I say, as I mean, damn it, those Stay Puff things are so cute and adorable. But I... I'm hard pressed to think that they were necessary, <laughs> like, but damn it. They were so adorable. And I, and I, I wouldn't have cut them from the movie and obviously marketing wise, you'd be stupid to, uh, but I story wise, I'm like, Ooh, we're going to go with the state buff again. Like that doesn't make any sense. Oh, who cares? It was in the first movie. Put it in. You had to have some type of marshmallow in there for podcast to come out completely covered. <laughs> Right. Just like the Ghostbusters were in the first movie. Yeah. Um, I did like that they changed a few things up. They 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 went with the CGI, they went with the practical effects. I like both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the ridiculous transformation, uh, where they have to wave their hands in the air as if they don't care, uh, and then become dogs. Um, I felt was very cheesy and very over the top. But then they threw us a curveball and created a second uh uh gatekeeper. Yeah. 
which I was not prepared for. I thought that was a really smart move. Yeah. Thank goodness he didn't have to have like yeah, yeah. relations yeah. with her because that would have yeah. been, yeah. That would have been icky. <laughs> yeah, the implications there would have been not cool. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley is uh, shaking her head and making a face like uh, Law and Order SVU just came on. Um, uh, so dun, yeah, dun. Uh, to get like, to, to catch a predator guy is here to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, um, sexiest man alive, my ass. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know you're still bitter, dude. Calm down, calm down. But no, I, I I do like the fact that they did come up with with a few changes, some things that they they switched up, and oh my gosh. J.K. Simmons again, like for, yeah, for a second, I was like, oh my goodness, he shut. Like, I, I when I realized it was him, that's yeah. when he, that's when the last time we see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were two sides to J.K. Simmons. We saw both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I recognized him when he was laying in the tomb. I was like, wait a minute, I know who that is. And it's like, oh, he's in this movie too, along with fifty zillion other movies that he's in. You know. So the man, the man needs work. You know what can you say? I'm, I'm not. I'm never going to miss out on an opportunity to watch the yellow M and M. I'm just saying. Dum dum da dum dum. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, his his little uh, appearance. Not so much a cameo, but his. Uh, I can't really call it a cameo, but it's it's brief. It's about as brief. Although, again, that's one of those things where I'm like, I, I don't know if this makes sense. Like, <laughs> I don't know story wise if this makes sense. Um, but. Uh, 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 one of the other things I wanted to point out that I, I liked a lot too, was the score, uh, yes. the, the original soundtrack and not just the soundtrack with, you know, uh, Huey Lewis that did the theme, um, or, um, uh, you know, a lot of the, I, I played the original soundtrack over and over and over and over and over again. So I was really not just with the Ghostbusters theme, but with all the rest of the music, I just knew that by heart. And, uh, um, but also the score um, that, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking on the name. Help me out, Alex. Who did the original score? Uh, it was somebody mix somebody. <laughs> That's probably not right, but. Uh, closer yeah. to what you were going to get. Yeah. Um, the uh, But there are so many musical callbacks that Rom, Rob Simonson does uh, that uh, I was like, he just weaves it in there. And and gives it because I think the soundtrack, the score of Ghostbusters, first movie, second movie, even, and this one, it creates that atmosphere that Ashley was talking about how we're talking about ghosts. We're talking about life and death situations. We're talking about life after death situations. We're talking about violence. We're talking there was some violence and certain action scares in this. But you you feel it almost like you're watched, like it's a, like you're in the haunted mansion, like it's a safe zone. And I think the music is the key to that. Uh, the music and the direction is the key to that. Creating this atmosphere, it's like it's scary. There's going to be some scary stuff, but it's it's okay. It's okay. You can bring your kids. It's interesting because one of the hallmarks of the first three movies is the opening sequence in the movie where it. You know, but all the different times it went into the Ghostbusters theme, you know, in the first three movies. And it starts very slowly, you know, and it goes through and while the person and then they encounter the ghost or something. And then it goes right into and, you know, the Ray Parker song 
kicks in the theme and then that's the opening. And they even carried that off into the, the Ghostbusters video game yeah. that they put out for um, Xbox and PS4 and 3, I think. And it was interesting that they did not do that. You didn't hear that song in this movie until the very end. Yeah. Right. Um, just for the record, Elmer Bernstein Thank uh, you. did the 84. Thank and uh, Rob Simonson uh, did the uh, 2021 and really paid a heavy homage. Yes. Uh, to him. There were a couple of moments where you would just hear that sort of, that, I, I, I'm assuming it's a piano uh, that's being played, um, but it's definitely that 80s style piano. Uh, so it <laughs> might have been just a Casio keyboard. Uh, that, that does like some of the, that does the, the, the bulk of the score. Um, but a couple of times it hits and you're like, Oh, I remember that. Oh, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Well, you so. can even picture scenes from the, I mean, those of us who know it well, um, from the movie just by the music cues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought that they did a pretty good job matching that sort of tone. Um, so I give, uh, Rob my, Simonson credit because it's not easy to come. Some composers, well, I mean, obviously it's a director of the thing, what you're, what he's told to do, but I know some composers will come in and be like, uh, just jettison almost everything that the original composer did just because they don't want to, they want to do their own thing. They don't want to be restricted. Um, but others can weave it in, uh, weave in the old stuff, the original stuff with their stuff. Um, and uh, you want to make this a Ghostbusters movie, right? So it has to sound like a Ghostbusters movie. Yes. Um, and, uh, by the way, I did not appreciate the song that was at the end of the credits. I did not like that song very much. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Something about ghosts and haunted house or something, but I, didn't, I, yeah, that's it. Um, I, I did notice on a, on a, here's a real trivia fact. Um, cause on the credits, you know, shouldn't they're watching the credits and, uh, you never know what you're going to see, but apparently, um, Paul Rudd needs two hairstylists, whereas Sigourney Weaver just needs one. There you uh, go. So, well, she, wasn't I mean, much, that, she wasn't in much shorter though. So when you're that that's sexy, true. when you're that sexy though, you know, that's, that's what you need on your hair. Two stylists. Well, you also had uncredited. You had Olivia Wilde as Gozer. I did not know that. Yeah, she seemed like almost almost all CG to me. So, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Olivia Wilde seems uh, CG to you. No. Oh well, sometimes. Well, there were scenes. Well, there were scenes (laughs) when she got like torn in half, so she was like you know, almost like a skeleton type. I think she was enhanced. Like she, uh, like almost all the. I I know what you're saying. Um, We we know. (laughs) All right, we'll move on. Um, all right, let's go to the, I don't know. I think you got second billing. Let's go. We haven't mentioned Finn Wolfhard yet. Uh, star of stranger things. Um, what do you think of Finn in this movie? Ashley? Um, uh, I, we talked a little bit about him on pre pre prior to recording. So, uh, feel free to either, uh, repeat or, you know, move on. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about bringing that up. We had talked about how, because he's in Stranger Things, which is another show that leans heavily into the 80s nostalgia, it kind of just helped me get right back in that zone. It's like, oh, it's Mike from Stranger (laughs) Things. Like, I know what kind of movie um, we're in. And I thought, you know, it reminds us all, like, we were all awkward and trying to be cool when we were teenagers. And so it just kind of 
Like he seemed like an everyday kid. And I did enjoy seeing how he teamed up with his sister. Like that relationship wasn't antagonistic through the whole film. I really enjoyed as seeing like his, he was driving the car and then podcast and Phoebe were trying to capture the ghost and just seeing them work together as a team and come together as a family. So I think it was fun. It's fun seeing, um, somebody from such a well-known like eighties nostalgia show show up in this as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we, you know, pointed out too, I mean, this is not the first time he has donned as an actor, the Ghostbusters outfit or worn a proton pack, right? This is very true. <laughs> very true. There are, uh, yeah. Cause he is, uh, he and the stranger things cast is dressed, are dressed up like that. And it's like a perfect. So in some ways I, you know, I'd heard that when he auditioned, he didn't know what he was auditioning for. Uh, they really kept it low key uh, as far as what this movie was. And uh, I think he's great. Um, this is another fine part for him. Uh, I think it works well. I don't know if the storyline between him and um, oh, I can't remember her name. Lucky. Uh, was as strong um, as uh, the stuff going on with his sister. I didn't, I didn't feel as compelled during those scenes. I wasn't bored. But I didn't feel as compelled, and I. But I don't blame him. The only thing about it is, the actor looks way older than fifteen at this point. Um, yeah. I, uh, so uh, when he, you know, said he was seventeen, um, it was like, oh yeah, okay, that seems more like it. And then every, no, he's fifty. What? He's he's supposed to be fifteen. That's yeah. I don't even know how Stranger Things. Like in Stranger Things, it must take place when they're in college, because I mean, these kids are gonna. <laughs> these kids are old now. <laughs> <laughs> you look like at those stranger, yeah, yeah. Stranger at, things, young adults getting their first jobs. <laughs> okay, there's some pretty strange things that happen in college. Let me tell you. So yeah. uh, there's, there's plenty of stories there for sure. Um, but uh, anyway, I thought um, I thought uh, he was fine, and and actually, it kind of it kind of works. I mean, they kind of he kind of has that sort of you know Egon look to him. I think right, like uh, you could kind of tell. Like it seems like they're than the family. Um, uh, you know, it sort of skips a generation, right? Because it seems like the daughter didn't get any of that, like science or or looks to her, right? Oh, not at all. It's interesting um, because she was like for me one of the weakest characters was the mother. Was the mom? Yeah, she kind of, you know, it's kind of like those eighties movies, though. I think uh, Ashley pointed out kind of like the Goonies or whatever. Like the bombs are good but they're not really like you know like all those spielberg movies like et and uh poltergeist and uh like that sort of stuff and the moms are there and they're kind of strong and they have a role but um you know they're 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 not the main focus no not at all but it was just like i don't know i was expecting a little more but you know like you said she's the parent so she's a parent and she's got one note that she play that's a, that's another thing that detracts her character i think because every time we see her she's 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 angry she's frustrated she doesn't like science she doesn't like her father and she just that's the one note she plays until the very end so and we don't know why she's in the bind that she's in i mean clearly the the dad's gone right um but it doesn't explain why she's not doing something Right. Um, just that she's got a chip on her shoulder about her dad. 
and that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, apparently Ray took care of like the other Ghostbusters, but he didn't take care of this. <laughs> like he didn't this take care of the family members. Nah, screw them. <laughs> well, I don't even know if Egon had like a lot of money or whatever. So, but then to be fair, he took all the stuff and left. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think there was some resentment from everybody is my, I think that's what we're led to believe based on, uh, Ray's, uh, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, reaction. Um, but, uh, so, uh, so we'll end like, what do we, what did we think of the actual, like, cause we've been waiting decades to see the original crew suit up, get on their proton packs and start like killing ghosts. Were we satisfied with the reunion? Mike? Oh yeah, very much so. And I'm glad they didn't force the originals down our throat and made cameo appearances throughout the story. I liked that they showed up at the end and I also liked it was the original crew in the after credit scenes. I really liked that. And I, I thought it was great. I thought it was very well done and just enough of the, them too. I don't think it was just too much. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. I think I figured they were going to come in and save the day at the end. But they didn't. Uh, um, well, but you know, I mean, they helped, right? Um, cause it, yeah. Um, cause it takes four, right? They need all four of the proton, uh, beams or whatever, uh, to, to beat, uh, the, um, yeah, right. Um, and sorry, so yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I, I like the fact that it, they needed four, they got the four and it was cool. Um, I have to say, I was not like super excited about the post credit scenes. I thought they were frivolous. I thought they were, those were completely for fan service. They were enjoyable kind of on their own, but I don't think they did anything to like the rest of the story. It, they're not, it's not about the them. It's about, you know, the uh, it's about, you know, the new crew and uh, Callie and, um, and uh podcast and all that i wanted to see like okay so we're taking the you know we're going to move the franchise back to new york it's like what about these kids that basically got it started like what happens to them i don't know do we want to see uh ghostbusters four yeah very much so no all right fight (laughs) (laughs) i i think this was a good spot to end the trilogy on uh, if they brought the if they brought the vehicle back to New York, and I'm sorry, didn't Ackroyd's character state that the old uh, that the old uh, uh, firehouse was now a Starbucks? Yeah, that's what yes. that, that one confused me when they and they pull in and it's just torn down, but the reactor is still working. Yeah, I'm... yeah, that was a little like really okay. Uh, really, uh, who 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 was running that one? Um, you know, was, was, you know, was he, was, was somebody paying for that the whole time? Because we didn't get that message. Um, so I, that was a little bit rough. In fact, I can't even remember what the second one was. I remember what the last one was. Um, but the, uh, the, I don't remember what the, I don't remember what the first one was just Sigourney Weaver and, Right, right. The Sigourney Weaver shocking thing. That's right. Because I saw her name pop up 
I'm like, she wasn't in this. And then all of a sudden, there she is. Yeah. Um, Kind of like, shouldn't you have shown that before you showed her name? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, Thanks for the spoiler there, credits. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you know, I saw that. It was like, all right, cool. Um, And then the last part, the only thing I liked about the last one uh, was the fact that a deleted scene from the original movie got to be used. So we got to actually see Harold Ramis acting. Yeah. Um, But like, Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice touch. That was a nice cut scene from right before they went to go storm Dana's building. Yeah, in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. and I was just like, ah, eh, you know, I don't know, I don't know if that second part with you know Janine talking to um, Winston, Winston, thank you, could not remember his name. Uh, I didn't feel it was necessary, but if they're trying to put something together, I think this was a nice way to end the trilogy. Um, and we'll see how it does overall at the box office, whether or not there's going to be a sequel. Um, but you know, overall, I mean, I enjoyed myself. I've just, I'm, I'm not ready for this to become the next big franchise for whatever company it is now that owns the rights to it. Well, Sony and Columbia own Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I can safely tell you that they are interested in continuing this franchise somehow. So there will be more, like, they're not going to say they're not gonna this is a cash cow they're not gonna ever like say oh no i don't think we're gonna do anymore because yeah but right now it's tracking to only pull in about 100 million maybe well i mean and that's that's including that uh, 150 probably uh uh international so i don't you know where does it go from here do they do reboot it again um is there a sequel to the i don't think there's gonna be a sequel to the 2060 (laughs) is there another cartoon uh, Ashley, what about you? What what do you want more? You know what? I'm actually kind of with you, Alex. I really, really enjoyed this movie, but it felt like a nice bow on the package for me. Like you introduce these new characters, you honored the past ones, and this feels like a good way to close it out. So if there was another Ghostbusters movie, I'd probably go to see it, but I think it I kind of like the way it stands right now. And if they are gonna do another one, I hope that they wait a little bit longer too. Like we don't need to see one of these like every summer. I think no, this movie felt special. It was a nice experience and just kind of let it simmer for a while. Hmm. Interesting. This is like, for me, this is the first movie in probably over a year that I'm already planning on getting on 4k. Mm. That I enjoyed it that much. I enjoyed this better than either of the two Marvel movies that just came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I enjoyed it. Do you and, want more? Yeah, I do. I want, I don't want it right away. Like Ashley said, I don't want to see it every other summer, maybe every five years or something. Well, if they don't do it soon, that kid, like Finn Wolfgard's going to look like he's 80. Like, um, I mean, like <laughs> the way he's growing, like, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be interesting. I finally reached 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see because I I'm going to use CG on all these scenes to make. I want to like see it continue teenager. though with the new characters. I don't want to see with the originals. You know they can pop in, but I don't want it to be oh the return of the old Ghostbusters. I already know Bill Murray doesn't want to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, he doesn't want to do anything uh, yeah. um, <laughs> except get paid. Right? Exactly. I, I would. I I've, if you're going to do it, honestly, I wait ten years. And I know that sounds ridiculous. I wait 10 years and I have, uh, uh, Chris, what's her name? Christine? What? Uh, the, the granddaughter. 
Oh, Phoebe? Phoebe. Phoebe, thank you. Uh, we have her studying in New York um, and working with a new crew of Ghostbusters learning the ropes. Mm-hmm. And having them go, let's, we, we're the professionals. You know, where she's like, um, I stopped the last big one. You might want to remember that. Remember who I am. Hmm. Um, my and, grandfather and, was, you know. Yeah, my grandfather helped create all of this um, and go from there. But I, I don't know that I, I don't, there's no reason to do one uh, in, in the next two to three years. Hmm. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm torn. Uh, because I, I, I get what you're saying. And I do think this is a nice, like uh, wrap up with the original Ghostbusters, uh, characters, but I really like, uh, the characters that are in this one, particularly Phoebe. Um, and, uh, if they're going to do another Phoebe movie, I'm, I'm in a Phoebe and podcast movie. I'm in. And of course, if that's a Ghostbusters movie, of course it has to be um, much like in the, you know, the 2016 one, I, I think when we reviewed it on, on here, we said, or I said, I can particularly, I think I remember saying that, uh, you know, the movie's got its faults or whatever, but Kate McKinnon is really like a standout to me. And uh, you know, if they could figure out some way to have Kate McKinnon's character pop up, I would be all over that. Like, you know, this is a love letter to the original Ghostbusters. I don't know. There's a lot of references in here. There's a lot of Easter eggs. I don't think there's any reference to the 2016 in this. There is not. There is so, zero. Which is kind of harsh, but, um, you know, because it exists. But, you know, I understand. There's technically only one reference to Ghostbusters 2 in this movie. Really? And that's Ray's occult book. Ray's exactly. occult books. Exactly. That's the only thing in there. This movie is not a sequel to Ghostbusters Two. That's it. It's a sequel to Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yep. No, you're absolutely right about that. I get that. Yeah. Um, a sequel to and, Ghostbusters and a love letter to Harold. Ramis. Yeah. And honestly, they could have trolled everybody if at the end of this whole movie, right when they needed the Ghostbusters to show up, it was Kate McKinnon and, uh, and, and all of that. And I would have stood up and applauded. Yeah, I would have been, been like, like the greatest troll ever. That would have been that would have been brilliant. That would have been like, oh, like what you did. Yeah, that would have been funny. Or at least one of the like cut scenes or so. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, there was a lot of things that they could have done with the, the post-credit scenes that I thought, eh, like the one, you know, it's always cool to see bill murray do his thing but that scene with bill murray and and security weaver i just didn't do anything for me uh i that just thought yeah. it was fun but it's weak yeah so and how is it she hasn't aged at all well you know she made that deal yeah so, so it's the uh, same when paul rudd's got look what it got him she is paul she rudd, is, paul rudd has a portrait up in his attic somewhere mm-hmm. they're yeah. all stealing the youth from finn wolfgard that's why he looks so old <laughs> is because they're stealing his his energy his, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is a succubus. And, and yeah, exactly. yeah. So is Paul Rudd. Um, oh, yeah, or, we know or, that. Or, you know, to put it succinctly, Paul Rudd sucks. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, on that note, um, that's been our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. We will be right back and close out the show.
Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about Arcane, the League of Legends animated series on Netflix. League of Legends is one of my go-to computer games to play with friends. So, I was excited and cautious when I heard they were making an animated series of it. However, after watching the nine-episode animated series on Netflix, I was pleasantly surprised. First off, this show has so much emotion to it. I cared about these characters and what they were going through. The first part of this story had me in tears and introduces you to all the characters so amazingly. I was very surprised at how well this series started out and how attached I got to these characters, even knowing what would happen to them or what they would become, since I play the game. Like, I know what happens to Jinx, but it doesn't make me any more sad or want to root for it not to happen to her because they set her character up so well. Each three episodes is a story arc for this series. It's nine episodes. The first three episodes introduce you to the characters. The next three give you a story. The last three is the ending of the season. And they do such an amazing job of telling this story in those three arcs. Also, there are amazing actors doing the voices for these characters. And if there are any Expanse fans listening, you'll definitely recognize the sheriff's voice. There is a cliffhanger-style ending, and the show is getting a second season, so I'm really, really interested to see what we will get from there, especially since they do introduce characters from other regions in the League of Legends world outside of the city. So I'm pretty sure we're going to get a conclusion to this season, but we may also get to see other realms and other regions after that. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Welcome to the Ring of Thunder, the most electrifying wrestling podcast in the Thunderverse and the ESO Network. From the power of the people's host, Sexy Thor, critics say, it doesn't matter what the critics say. You already know you're in for a hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, hair raising time with this weekly wrestling adventure, WWE, AEW, Impact, and whatever else I can possibly fit. If you hear what the Thunder is talking. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank our movie crew for being here again tonight. Of course, Ashley, thank you for being here, even though, you know, you're coughing and coming closer to becoming a ghost every time. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, <laughs> there we go. I've exactly. used most of my voice at this point, but it was exactly. fun. You wanted to go for that authentic, you know. Look That's right. Thing, yeah. So. With my voice cracking, you know, this is a coming of age movie about teenagers. So I <laughs> sound like a teenager going through puberty. So it's, I she went real method. Like this. She's not going to make it to 16. Yeah. No, she's not. <laughs> I went method on this one. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you know, that is awesome. Anything you want to shout out about? Yes, um, I recently got to uh, record with the 42 cast. We talked about the Eternals and it was a really fun discussion. Um, some divided opinions about the movie. Not everybody agreed, but it was a great, um, really in-depth discussion about that movie. So I believe that will be coming out in December. Awesome. Really? Okay. That's quick for Nathan. That's awesome. I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, look for that in 2030. I was going to say 2023 December or... <laughs> I'm so- I'm sorry, Nathan. If you're listening to this, we love you, man. We love you. We do. We do. We do. And Alex, thank you, my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I always enjoy getting to talk with y'all and getting the opportunity to talk with the best-looking crew in all of podcasting. Oh, God, you're so sweet. 
Oh, it's the holiday season. That's know. why we're an audio podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that is cool. Anything you got to shout out about, sir? You know what? I, I it's it's dumb and it's ridiculous and it's silly and I'm so glad that it's back. G4 TV is back, and I got to watch the debut episode of Attack of the Show. Wow! Um, before there was uh, TikTok and before there was uh, uh, even the soup. Uh, there was Attack of the Show, and I loved it then, and I loved it now, and uh, it was it was kind of cool to get to see it. And not everything clicked, and not everything worked, uh, but it was still cool to get to see it again. Nice, nice. I'm glad it was. And is it just online only, or is- no, no? It's kind of weird because they're 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 there's G4 TV, which is uh, on a cable channel. Haven't found it yet, but they're also doing it on. Um, they're streaming it live on YouTube and Twitch. Oh, nice! So yeah, so you can get it in three different locations, and if you're watching it on one of the live streams, you're watching it commercial free. So during the commercial breaks, they're coming over to the they're coming over to a side uh, camera and messing with it. That's pretty cool. That is yeah. really cool. Is that uh, is that what um, Xavier Woods is? On? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's not WWE he's not, superstar Xavier uh, Woods, aka Austin Creed. Is he using uh, Austin Creed? They're using both names. Oh, fun. Okay. It's Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Very nice. Very, very nice. And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Yeah, um, I didn't get a chance to do it last week, uh, but uh, this week, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a birthday, and I just wanted to appreciate, uh, tell everybody I appreciate all the well wishes I got uh, over the the past week or so, Um, and I especially appreciate everyone who supported uh, the fundraiser that I did on Kickstarter, uh, uh, that I did on uh, Kickstarter, not this time that I did on uh, Facebook. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that's one great thing. I know there's a lot of knocks about Facebook, but I do like the fact that a lot of people do fundraisers on their birthday. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that the money actually goes to where it's supposed to, but, um, this year, uh, like last year, I, uh, my charity of choice was the orphan kitten club, which is not me directly, uh, contrary to what a lot of people think. However, um, you know, they, uh, even though, uh, I don't, I'm not a member of that club, uh, directly, uh, they have provided a great number of resources to help, uh, folks like Michelle and I do what we can for those we encounter. We, we currently have two five week old, uh, boy kittens that would not be alive if it was not for uh, the resources that we've used uh, at the orphan kitten club and other vets and their resources. So uh, thanks to everybody for helping support them. I really appreciate that. That is awesome. And it was a good cause. I'm glad Judy and I were able to help with that. I am appreciative of that as well. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Speaking of uh, appreciation and everything, I was so enthused last week because of the holiday gift guide that Judy and I are actually taking the dive and we are actually purchasing probably this week. We will be purchasing an Oculus Rift. So we are, oh, go- we are I thought go- you were going to say you were going to the Tiki pop book. Oh dude, I already have, <laughs> I have my first Tiki already. Thank yeah, you. Very you much. Do. I saw that. That was nice. Yeah. So I bought my first Tiki mug. So I figured, you know, I got a tiki. Let's go virtual now. 
So, um, you know, we're actually, you know, planning on not just doing it for the games, but we're also doing it for the exercise um, of it because that's one of the things we used to love with our Nintendo Wii way back, you know, that it had all the exercise because you moved around and everything while you're doing, you just weren't sitting on a couch playing video games. And that's the Oculus is doing something very similar. And they have programs on there that are full exercise programs. And that's one of our goals for this next year is Judy and I both getting back into shape. And, you know, it's especially with what Judy has with her illness, it's very easy for her just to sit around and everything. And this is going to help her get up and be able to move around and be physical. So um, definitely, you know, we're doing it for multiple reasons and it's just fripping cool. So <laughs> we're going to do that. And so I will give you updates about it. And, you know, like I said, last week, ready player one is right around the corner. So it's just a matter of time till, you know, it starts Things and th- more and more things become virtual. It should be really cool to see. And, you know, anyone have any advice for me with it, please drop me a line. I definitely would love to hear from you guys on it. Speaking of dropping us a line, join us again next week when we are doing the 40th anniversary of my dinner with Andre. It should be very interesting. This is a movie I've never seen before. And it should be interesting. And I've heard if you're a foodie, this is pretty amazing and there's just a lot of great stuff about this one so i might be you know coming to you after watching and going inconceivable so it should be very very interesting to see so i'm very much looking forward to it and of course we definitely want to hear from you guys feedback at of course earth station one thanks for listening to the earth station one podcast we're powered by nsc you can find them at nsclivetv.com Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found, including now Amazon Music. Oh, a little side note. We are aware, if you're listening to us on Alexa, that some of our pro episodes are stopping halfway and restarting. So we're working with Apple's tech support on trying to get that fixed. We don't know if it's on their end or our end on something that we're doing with our chapters. We're going to find out. Um, so definitely, you know, please let us know if you have any technical issues or anything like that. We definitely want to hear about that too. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, Ashley Pauls, and Mr. Alex Autry. Thanks for listening. We will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Stay safe. Hug your loved ones. Enjoy the turkey if you're celebrating Thanksgiving or tofurkey or veggie turkey or whatever you guys have out there. Just hug your loved ones. And, you know, if you can, get vaccinated. Peace. And we are done. Boom. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. 
Go to patreon.com slash ESO network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.